0: This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser from Bloomberg Radio. Well, I've had my first lobster of the season, courtesy of Noank, Connecticut, and Costello's Clam Shack. It was pretty amazing. Clams and lobsters, they sell there. Uh, But i got to say, when I think of lobster, I definitely think of Maine, which accounts for nearly all of America's total lobster harvest. It's roughly a a a half-a-billion-dollar-a-year industry for the state of Maine. So here with uh, how the business is going, how the season is shaping up, let's head to Maine and to Mark Merle. He is the founder and CEO of Get Maine Lobster. It's a 24-7 online delivery service of lobsters and more. They've been doing it for several decades, and he joins us on the phone from Portland, Maine. Mark, nice to have you here. How are you?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, a beautiful day in Maine.
0: <laughs> well, I'm jealous. It's one of the most beautiful states in the country. Um, first of all, before we look forward, I want to look back a little bit. Tell me about the past year and what it was like for you guys.
1: It was it was pretty wild. Um, you know, demand spikes for services like ours.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, It felt like, it felt like overnight it was a little gradual. Um, But, uh, you know, sourcing and supply chain, the stress on FedEx, UPS, box materials. It was interesting. All these things emerged that impact the ability to move a good like lobster to say, you know, your house in New York or someone in Los Angeles. And, um, we had the benefit of, you know, food service and casinos and cruise ships, right? They were no longer big lobster customers. Mm-hmm. So we had plenty of lobster available for quite a long time for, you know, a good eight eight to ten months. We didn't have to fight for sourcing. Um, that's changed today. But,
0: um, well, that's yeah, an interesting... Well, well, initially, you know, it's interesting, you know, Mark, we talked to a lot of folks and they say, you know, uh, initially we thought our business, we were doomed. Was it like that for you guys initially, or was it, no, people were saying, okay, because they quickly moved online, they just were ordering more and more. Which one was it?
1: So my financial advisor said, hey, we have to have the talk. Hmm. Um, You need to get prepared just in case. And I said, yes, that would be the responsible thing for us to do. Let's do that. I said, however, uh, what I'm noticing is, uh, higher-than-normal velocity wow. with orders. And so I think we're going to have the opposite effect. Um, you know, we did. We grew 600%, so it's pretty wild.
0: That is crazy. Wow, during the pandemic. Um yeah. And as you said, like so many of us and so many companies, big, small, middle size, just kind of being able to tap the supply chain that they needed. Um, and that's even with, As you said, the cruise industry, right? The hospital—they were—they weren't there anymore, right?
1: Yeah, they're no longer customers. So think about uh, a large purveyor, and they have uh, stock in their freezers that are, you know, the size of small homes, Mm -hmm. and they're preparing to release that, you know, in the off season. Well, all of their customers left overnight, so they were freaking out, Um, but then there was companies like mine that said hey i need to fill my freezer <laughs> mm-hmm. can i take yours <laughs> wow. and so yeah so it shifted right and that so was great and plus you know some of them you know turned around and 30 days later they were filling online as well uh, so good for them for being able to pivot
0: right so what are you-
1: I, we were de-
0: no go ahead i was just gonna say you know we were
1: designed perfectly for an instance like
0: So what are you seeing right now?
1: Uh, Demand is still very, very high. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, supply is extremely low. Um, Example, it's Father's Day weekend. We sold a lot of lobster roll kits, and I did not procure the last of my lobster meat until 4 o'clock last night.
0: Mm, That's tight. Um, That's just in time, just in time down to the second.
1: (laughs) Well, we were actually prepared to note, we had an email in queue mm-hmm. to notify people that we were going to have to delay their order a day. And, um, you know, the catch has been low. Um, typical this time of year, mm. there's less traps in the water here in Maine. Um, I think they're waiting until, um, you know, the lobsters get a little bit closer to shore, you know, they're mm-hmm. migrating right now, heading to, uh, you know, cooler waters, um, better environment for them to begin to shed their shell and so yeah it's an interesting time it's uh sourcing is very very difficult we don't have access to the what i call hero products you know that yeah. people love you know larger tails and things like that i
0: just want to get back to mark murrell he is founder and ceo of get main lobster it's a 24 7 online delivery service of lobsters and more, delivering seafood from docks to doorsteps in 24 hours. They've been doing it for several decades. Uh, Mark's still with us on the phone in Portland, Maine. So, okay, as you said, uh, the catch is low this time of year. Supply is very low. So, how much is my lobster going to cost me?
1: Uh, it's. I've never seen it this high this time of year. Yeah. Uh, and you know, really, the live lobster. Uh, isn't too crazy, but um, you know, it's when you convert it into lobster meat. You know, I'm sure you saw in the New York Times the $34 lobster roll. I mean, that's real and uh, wow, crazy. Um, the interesting thing, though, is you know, consumers are are being understanding and they really want lobster. Demand is still really high. Um, you know, so I don't see the price moving much uh, unless the catch increases dramatically, which it's supposed to. Um, Even then, I don't know if there'll be a drastic drop or not. I I haven't seen anything like this before. It's interesting.
0: It is interesting. Well, tell me a little bit about, because you guys, I know, think about and are involved with sustainable fisheries uh, in terms of getting your seafood. I think we just take, Mark, for granted that, fish or lobsters or shrimp or scallops or whatever oysters um i spend time in the long island sound so i see the lobster traps you know we have to dodge them um you go a little bit further out by fisher's island you see um or off of oyster bay you see the oyster traps what's involved in in farming um when it comes to fish specifically, and how do you do it in a in a healthy way, a sustainable way?
1: Um, well, as it relates to lobster, and, and the we can't catch anything that's below 0.9 pounds, uh, Nothing above four. And if we catch a pregnant female, uh, we mark them by uh, cutting a V notch in one of their fins, and then we put her back in right? And she's going to help breed uh, a whole bunch of more lobsters. And everything's still done by hand. And lobstermen are independent. They're very much committed and have been since the industry started with sustainability. I mean, it's a huge market for Maine, right? And Mm -hmm. we need to keep it going. And same thing with Maine scallops, right? The season is not very long. Um, We're always very thoughtful about any kind of species that we're fishing to make sure that it's not overfished, has plenty of time to recoup. You know, cons- the seafood uh, industry, seafood consumption, has increased dramatically in the last year. So you know, we really have to, as consumers, we really should be thinking about diversifying our palate mm-hmm. and uh, not just focusing on one particular species because that's your favorite. You know, venture out, try some new things. Restaurants are always bringing new things to market. We just started selling um, um, uh, a, a trout that comes out of uh, uh, upstate New York and uh, steelhead trout. And it's a beautiful, uh, farmed, clean fish and uh, organic seed and everything. It's, it's a beautiful fish. And uh- we're always listening.
0: Well, you know, we talk a lot about food on this broadcast and on air specifically, and we talk a lot about sustainable farming generally and kind of feeding the world. And also about innovation within the food space. What's the innovation in your space? Or is it, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. the
0: way you gather, it's very similar to how it was done 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the innovation lies with uh, how can... Us consumers are evolving, and mm-hmm. uh, we feel busier. I don't know if we are, but we feel busier, right? <laughs> so
0: uh,
1: my particular business, we're focused on ready to ready to heat. So how can I design, uh, because the technology is there, restaurant five-star quality meals that are flash-frozen delivered to your doorstep, you put them in the oven, 20 minutes later, you're having this amazing uh, meal and uh, like a lobster risotto with tarragon butter, you know, or, mm. um, it sounds you good. know, we, yeah, we put together a chipino and uh, sent everybody the ingredients and they had to do a little bit of work, but, you know, we have a lot of home chefs now <laughs> because of last year. So it's kind of neat being able to get more creative. Uh, right. The demand is there.
0: Well, it's interesting too what you said that how people have to kind of expand their palate. And one of the things that's enabled people to kind of go in a completely different, different place is all of the plant based food and there's plant based shrimp. Uh, we're seeing it go into yeah. the seafood market as well. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because it's part of our expansion plan mm-hmm. is to get into, you know, more plant and land, right? We want to be able to serve anyone and everyone based upon their dietary preferences. Uh, we're even coming out with a new summer box that includes some vegan burgers. But um, as it relates to designing you know, vegan shrimp and vegan tuna and even this crazy stuff that's going in the labs where they're building a chicken breast from nothing. Um, that one's peculiar to me. Uh, I, I don't know how people are going to feel about it. Mm. But, um, plant-based is a big thing and we should be designing the flavors that people love so that they can feel like they're not missing out. Right. It's a big Mm -hmm. thing. Am am I missing out if I become plant-based? And, um, it's kind of neat that people can engineer flavors, uh, and textures, Mm -hmm. uh, for those people. So I'm all about it.
0: Well, I love to hear that. Um, We've just got about 40, 50 seconds left here. What kind of summer do you think it's going to be uh, when it comes to sales, uh, when all is said and done? Just quickly. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm confident it's going to be great. I'm excited that um, the local main businesses are going to be very, very busy this summer, so that's exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that people are going to want me to ship them some lobsters, and you know, we'd love that. Uh, I think the catch is going to increase. I just Mm. think we're a couple, we're delayed by a couple of weeks and slowly but surely everything will kind of get back to normal. Um, You know, the price may or may not change. Some people are telling me it's not going to change. Some people are saying, yeah, it's going to go down. So, you know, we just kind of watch and we try to, you know, create value and be transparent. You know, right. So.
0: All right. Well, I got to love love some of your boxes and your, your combinations on your website. Mark, so nice to talk with you. Have a good season. Mark Murrell, founder and CEO of Get Maine Labster. Lobster, <laughs> is what I said, joining us from Portland, Maine.